0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everybody. Sean Davis here for the Raptors Nation, your home for everything Raptors. Welcome back into the Raptors Nation podcast. I want to say this is episode three. We're still in the nitty-gritty of the off season, so we're trying to push out some content. Get a little creative. Again, I'm your host, Sean Davis, joined by my co-host, Luca Rosano. Luca, my man, how are you doing? The news is slowly starting to turn around, and at least we know what the Brooklyn Nets are going to look like, and that's kind of the topic for today's video.
2: Yeah, excited to be back on this show, and finally, the Kevin Durant saga has come to an end. That is crazy uh, how it kind of just went throughout the entire offseason. I mean, an entire offseason of speculation on where Kevin Durant would be traded to ends, and Kevin Durant making amends with the Nets organization. And I told you so because last show that we did, when talking about how this whole thing would end, I said when it's all said and done, the Nets are going to run it back. So here they are running it back. Maybe we start to see something come up again around the NBA trade deadline, but until then, Kevin Durant and the Nets organization appear to be on good terms and that is good news for Nets fans and bad news for the rest of the Eastern conference because that might change where we rank the Nets in the East when we get into uh, our power rankings in just a bit, but I'm just glad it's over with Sean and something tells me that maybe they dragged this thing out as long as possible. So guys like you and I had content to talk about on their podcast.
1: Yeah, I am not complaining. Um, So first, uh, year covering the Raptors and the Lakers, so um, th- this gave me some extra stuff to talk about that I probably wouldn't have in any normal NBA offseason. But Luca kind of alluded to it there. But in today's podcast, we're going to take a look at the Eastern Conference, including the Toronto Raptors, and do a, a full ranking one through 15 of the Eastern Conference teams. Uh, I think this should be a lot of fun, and obviously, we'll talk about the Raptors as well as so they're one of the 15 teams. Uh, Luco, how do you want to start? Do you want to go like fifteen to eleven, or one by one?
2: Uh, I think we should first start with the West. And uh, to answer your question, yeah, we could we could go uh, fifteen to one, and you can give your Western Conference list, and then I'll follow, and then we'll go on to the East. All right, so I had a list and I lost it, but I think I remember
1: <laughs> my list. All right, 15th in the in the West. I think there's only two teams that I think have no shot in making the plan. Actually, three teams. 15th, I got the Houston Rockets. 14th, I have the San Antonio Spurs. 13th, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. 12th, I have the Sacramento Kings. 11th, I still have the Utah Jazz. They're just such a mystery right now. They're kind of in the same boat as what Brooklyn were in before the KD thing happened. 10th, um, I do have, um, and this is where I think I lose the 10th, I have the Portland Trailblazers. Right now at 9th, I do have the Lakers, unfortunately. that That's just as a right now. Again, I, I think they will make a move at some point, but they're going to be 9th. 8th, excuse me, at 8th. Um, I got the um, – wait, did I mention the Kings? See, this is where I start to lose myself. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah you mentioned Kings. the Kings. I did? Yeah. Were they, were they 12 then?
2: I believe so, yeah. 12,
1: 11. Yeah, okay. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> um, at eighth, uh, I, I think the Pelicans are eighth yeah. in, the, in the West. Uh, Seventh, it's actually going to look very similar to the last season. Seventh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Six, the Dallas Mavericks. Five, the Memphis – actually, no, five, excuse me, the Phoenix Suns. Four, yeah. the four, the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Three, the uh, Denver Nuggets, if I've not said them yet. Two, the Los Angeles Clippers, the number one, the Golden State Warriors. I think I
2: got that list correct. I think you got it right, too. Wow, that's um, – so uh, my number one takeaway is our lists are very similar with all talking to each other before the show. And the one thing I want to point out on your list as you – Went impromptu there. Credit to you for being able to do that. The Phoenix Suns. So that's going to be the biggest fall off for you, finishing first, sixty-plus win team a season ago. You got them. Would you say fifth this yes. year? Wow. Any awesome reason why? In my head. Um.
1: One, I like men. I like uh, Denver a lot. Getting all their guys back fully healthy. Um, Jokic getting a legitimate All Star next soon for the first time in over a year now um and i like michael malone a lot i think they got great depth as well um i think it's more so about the teams around them getting better than them necessarily completely falling off also chris paul did look like he was finally starting to show signs of aggression in the conference uh semifinals. and then again compared to the rest of the western conference i don't think they got better like i think you can make a legitimate argument that yeah. every team either got better, or if every team lost, or if a team lost a player or players like the Warriors did, they have well than more capable players to replace them. Like the Warriors lost uh Gary Payne II and Aldo Porter Jr. to the Raptors. But they have rookies that are were rookies now, year two players who had, who got some playing time and some experience that should be able to step in and fill those roles. But like uh, Dallas got better for the most part. Memphis is still getting better, even if they didn't do the most splashiest things in the offseason. Yeah. Um, uh, Denver, they got better. The Clippers are getting healthy. That's all they need to get better, yeah, honestly. Um. So, yeah, I just think it's more so like, hey, all these teams are getting better. You are still about the same, more so than that.
2: No, yeah, I respect that. Like I said, for the most part, our lists are similar, so I'll get into mine now. So I'm actually going to have the Spurs finishing dead last. I think they're going to fully embrace the tank for Victor Wabanyama. I got the Rockets, uh, Rockets part of me finishing 14th. The Thunder who received some very bad news today in regards to Chet Holmgren. Hopefully he's okay. 13th. Uh, The Jazz 12th. I think they're going to take the biggest step back in the Western Conference. I think this team's fully going to embrace, uh, you know, playing the long-term game and trying to get better through the draft. I got the Sacramento Kings finishing 11th. I really wanted to put the Kings in the plan, but then I started going through this list and I realized the Western Conference, I like the East. Very, very tough. So I'm just going to have the Kings finishing outside of the plan. In In 10th, I got your Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, I do think the Lakers will sneak into the plan. I was contemplating putting the Kings ahead of them, but I'm like, you know what? The Lakers, assuming AD is healthy and LeBron is engaged. They did make some nice moves this offseason, don't get me wrong. The Lakers should be at least in the plan. The Blazers, nine. I got this team doing a lot better this season. They, too, had a very good underrated offseason. Got a little bit of help for Dame. Had a nice draft. I think Dame being healthy is going to be huge. Obviously, locking up Simons as well was big for them. Uh, Eighth, I got the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are definitely going to be a playoff team this season. Zion Williamson is scheduled to play in the opener against the Nets. Looking forward to seeing how the Pelicans are. Uh, the T-Wolves finishing seven. So I agree with you on that one. And that's crazy because a lot of people have the T-Wolves finishing higher up. And I did too initially. But then again, when I got into the list, I'm like, damn. The West is so damn tough. But like, yeah, the T-Wolves yeah. might finish where they were a season ago, if not worse. But I, I think they will finish seven. Uh, Dallas, I got finishing six. I got the Grizzlies falling back here. So they're going to be my surprise Like. The Suns were on your list, Sean. I got the Grizzlies finishing fifth. Uh, Clippers finishing fourth. Again, it's going to come down to health. Hopefully, Kawhi and company can uh, stay true to that. Uh, I agree with the Nuggets being third. I have them third as well. And then uh, my one and two are going to look exactly like it was a year ago. I think Warriors finished second. And then I'm not taking away from the Suns. I think they're just an amazing regular season team. They're going to be pissed from getting embarrassed by the Mavs in the playoffs. They'll take care of business and they will lock up the number one seed again.
1: Um, my biggest takeaway from your list is honestly, I I think they're all justified. Where did you have Utah at again? Uh, 12. Okay. I'm assuming even with Donovan Mitchell, I don't think that's a playing team. I like Donovan a lot, but so. like you look Portland's better in my eyes. Yeah. Lakers. The Lakers, As long as they're healthy, they should make it. Yeah. I, I just, even with Donovan Mitchell, I think that's why I think they should just trade Donovan because It's like, it's like being, it's like trying to go eight and nine in football. You don't help yourself. Like either really, it's either really, really try to make the playoffs and be a contending team or just embrace, not even like tank, but embrace the rebuild because it's better to be bad or two for a year, in my opinion, in terms of team building, it's better to suck for a year or two than be mediocre and have bad draft picks. And you can't really, you know, move forward as a franchise that's how i think they should and i think they will trade dalvin mitchell but um yeah no no real glaring problems with your list i i think it's a really good list personally
2: yeah that's well said exactly like are the jazz really going to finish ahead of the lakers blazers and then you get into like the real nitty-gritty of the west like the pelicans t wolves mavs like that's not happening so i think that's the team that i think is gonna have the biggest fallback all
1: right let's dive into the east i do have more of a well put together thought i think i got a couple of hot takes, not because I'm trying to be hot takey, but um, I do. It's not like I'm uh, one of those, you know, Fox sports dudes who just say hot takes, just have hot takes. Um, but dive into my Easter conference at 15th, I have the Pistons at 14th, I have the magic at 13. I have the Knicks without a dominant Mitchell trade at 12. I have the Hornets at 11. I have the Pacers. That's going to shock some people at 10. I have the wizards, nine I have the bulls, uh, eight, (laughs) I have the Hawks at seven. I actually have Philly at six. I have the Cavs, five out of the Nets, four out of the Raptors, three out of the Heat, two out of the Celtics. One, I have the Bucks.
2: I'm laughing because like we have so many dead on uh, similarities here. We're (laughs) talking to each other. I I promise guys, we did not talk before we got on here. (laughs) Yeah. Like like, it, it really is crazy. I guess my main takeaways from your list before I get into mine The Pistons being 15th, I think, is a a travesty, Sean. I mean, this team's going to be a lot better. At least I think they are. I expect Kate to make a lead. They had a really good draft. They were a very competitive team from a year ago. Trust me, I know because they beat the Raptors a handful of times. That is actually going to be my surprise team in the East, as you're soon going to find out. So that's my first takeaway. Uh, What else did I want to highlight? I think no. For the rest of it, is justifiable. Oh no. And then yeah, the Sixers having the. Would you have them seven? Uh yeah that's wild yeah that to me is wild like I know the Sixers aren't really a regular season team (laughs) and you said before that you're not buying stock in them at all but man the seven like they're gonna have James Harden and Embiid playing with each other for an entire season they got PJ Tucker which was a very underrated pickup Maxine might even get better than he was that contract is bad that's a bad contract Yeah, well, that, that I, I think the gonna Sixers look... are going to be a little bit better than they were a season ago. So that those are the two takeaways from your list: the Pistons being dead last and the Sixers being seven. That contract, uh,
1: but I, I get it. the Sixers one. I, I I get why that got some uh some uh flashback, not flashback drawback. You know what I'm trying to say? But yeah. um, but uh, about PJ Tucker, really quickly, that contract's going to look abysmal in about a year. book it.
2: Yeah, it probably is, but I understand where the Sixers are coming from. They're in win-now mode, and Maury knows that he's got to win with this team, or else you're probably not going to win with Joel Embiid there. So, okay, let's get into my list now. I got the Magic finishing dead year, 15th. I got the Wizards 14th. I got the Pacers finishing 13th. Hornets finishing 12th, just like you. I have the Pistons finishing 11th. Now, I was so tempted to put him in the play-in, but then again, I realized the East is way too good. I think the Pistons are just going to fall short of that. I'm going to give the Knicks some respect here. I think the Knicks get back into the play-in slash maybe playoffs. I have them 10th. I got the Bulls finishing 9th. So that's why I was laughing when you said the Bulls, because that's exact the exact spot you have them finishing in. I, I think that's going to be the team in the East that definitely has a fallback from a season ago. Hawks 8th. I think you had that. Cavs seventh. I think they're going to just miss the actual top six. Then I got the Nets finishing sixth. I got the Raptors fifth. So I I got the Raptors a little bit higher up on my list than you. I, got I had the Raptors eighth. four. Oh, you had the Raptors four? I totally missed that. Yeah, the Raptors four. Okay, never mind. So you you got the Raptors <laughs> higher than me. I, I, uh, I stand corrected. So yeah, Raptors fifth. I got the Heat fourth. I think they're going to fall back from the one seed. And then my top three, Sixers third. Uh, Bucks two, Celtics one, but one and two it, it'll interchangeable.
1: Be exactly. Yeah. Um, my list. Okay, I might have been high,
2: I might have been too low on, on Philly. I think you're too high on Philly. If I'm too low on Philly, <laughs> I mean, I got yeah, I got Philly third. So we'll see who's right by the end of the season. Yeah,
1: we'll see who's right. I, I was just about to say, that I think it'll be fun to look back on these, like in at the uh, trade deadline, like at the end of the season, like yeah. I was completely wrong about Detroit. My bad. I will take my hell there. Um, No. uh, And we have Atlanta eighth. And for some reason, there's an Atlanta Hawks family scene. And this is not that personally, not that I hate the Hawks this year, but I think the East is just loaded. Um, And personally, again, this isn't a Hawks podcast, and this might be a hot take. I don't think DeJounte Murray moves the needle that much for you. I I really don't. I don't think Mm -hmm. what the Hawks needed was another guard. That could now. Granted, you could say, "Oh, it helps Trey defensively. You can high Trey a little bit more." Yeah, but I think with the Hawks, if you really wanted to trade something, and go get something. It was another wing that could score. Like Trey is fine. Like who who cares? You can if you want to high Trey, go get another wing and just play big. Put DeAndre Hunter at the two if you really really wanted to. I just don't think Dejounte one hundred percent moves the needle. At, at best, or maybe a six seed. I just. Don't yeah. I love DeJounte. I think it'll be a fun duo, but it doesn't solve that many problems from my vantage point.
2: No, I agree. And it's like, do you really want to take the ball out of Trey Young's hands? Like now you're going to have to try to get DeJounte Murray, a handful of touches. Um, and who knows if it's going to necessarily work. I think the Hawks could have got better elsewhere. And I still With do what have what they to gave up, them, especially. Exactly. So I, I still have them making the playoffs, obviously, but are they going to make noise in the playoffs and return to that Eastern Conference final ceiling like a couple of seasons ago. I, I don't see it. What I do want to say, though, is like the Eastern Conference is going to be a bloodbath. Like when it's all said and done, Sean, like you're going to have like a team that was good last season, missed the playoffs outright. Like we both have the Bulls nine. So maybe that's that team. But, you know, you talk about Bulls, Hawks, Cavs, Nets, Raptors, Heat, Sixers, Bucks, Celtics, like those are nine very good teams. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see which one of those teams is going to be the odd team out and, and miss the playoffs entirely. Uh, I do think it's Chicago. I think they did have a very disappointing offseason from the perspective that they didn't do anything. They took care of business, had to, you know, brought back guys they needed to bring in, but they didn't really make that major move that I really felt they needed to make, especially since they were good last season. They weren't good enough. And that was obviously on full display as they, um, did not play well to close out the season and then the Bucks did what they did against them. So I really wanted the Bulls to be aggressive, but they weren't and they're running the back with their same team. And I think the way that the end of the season was not good at all. I think we're going to see a little bit of the uh, same uh, weaknesses that we saw towards the end of the season come up at the start of this season. And yeah, I don't think it's going to be the same type of uh, successful year for the Bulls. So sorry, Bulls
1: fans. Wrap things up here. I hate to put you on the spot, Luca, but uh, who's winning coach of the year? If you had to make a pick, oh on, wow. September 24th
2: as the time of recording, and uh, released uh, September 25th. Honestly, I'm probably gonna go, I'm just gonna go based on like who I got, like as the one seed here. Uh, I think it's gonna, it's not gonna, it's gonna go to the Uh, Udoka. I think it'll go to him. I think the Celtics are going to have a very good regular season. I I got him finishing one. I could see them maybe get to that 60 win mark. I know that could be deemed as a bold take, but then again, the Suns got that and then some last season. So I'm going to go with Udoka just based on my standings here.
1: I'm going to go with somebody, a team that I think is going to have a quote unquote breakout year, even though they kind of had it last year. They just missed out on the playoffs. I'm going to go with JB Bickerstaff. I think, uh, a coach like him or Willie Green from New Orleans are going to really establish himself as a household name in the NBA and show that they truly are one of the best coaches in basketball. Um, but Raptors Nation, I know this is a shorter podcast, but you know not much to talk about right now. But comment down below, where do the Raptors fit and where do you think they'll land in the Eastern Conference? Comment down below. And as always, subscribe right here to the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. Ring that notification bell as well. But Raptors Nation, Sean Davis here and Luca Rosano. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Okay. Take care.